brands ecosystem is something that we have been talking a lot about. And this article written in the decentralized.co blog really did an amazing job of capturing the, the main message and the main takeaways of what's going on in the grant world and why founders are using grant programs instead of seeking VC funds right off the bat. So the main thing I, I really want to hit here is why are developers not switching into Web3? And there's this reputational risk. So if you are looking for a job or thinking about leaving your job, the place that you're going to go has to have some level of like a safety value for you. You want to know that you're, you're taking a risk leaving your, your nine to five job, but you want some idea of like what you're going to be doing is going to be around for at least six to 12 months, hopefully longer. Obviously this is the main thing that I've seen that keeps people from quitting their job is the, the safety part of it, the, Mm -hmm. the, the runway part of it and, and the comfort of having that, that, that safety. So they talk a little bit in this article about what grant programs are for. And it's about this idea of a blue chart, a blue check mark of verification, I think, where if you are able to secure money from the underlying protocol from a grant program, you are sending a signal to all of your future employees to all of your future investors, that you're a serious project, you're building something that the ecosystem itself is deeming valuable, and that you're worth talking to. I've seen it happen firsthand. Um, Alter got a had a Secret Labs grant, and they already had a, a minimal viable product. And that was really using that grant to build that out a little bit before going to VCs to raise money was a huge game changer for the company's ability to do that. And I think that's really important because those investor pitches are very difficult, especially when you don't have a product, but especially when you don't have a blue check mark verified from the underlying protocol. And he goes into some data analytics and he really analyzes treasury size of some of the DAOs out there, the, the protocols themselves. But it's really this thing of what's the legitimacy of your team? And some of these founders will go to big funds like A16Z or Excel or someone like that so that they can attract key talent. But if you can get these grant programs before you go down that route, it only enhances your ability to attract that kind of talent. So I think this is this really good one to highlight. We put it in the newsletter that went out this morning and just wanted to put that out there and maybe get before I go on, you know, just pause for your take on this. Yeah. I think that these grant programs are kind of that stamp of approval that you're referring to. When you get that buy-in from the actual protocol itself, it does lend a certain amount of credibility to your project, right? Because you're almost saying the people who are in charge of this protocol or who likely helped build this protocol see the value in the product or primitive that you're developing. And so I agree with you 100% that if you can go to some of these VCs with this 
you know, stamp of approval from the protocol that they're going to help the protocol itself is going to help fund what you're trying to do. I think that makes them feel a lot more comfortable as a VC giving you some of their investment as well, because they know, you know, not only are you invested in this project, so is the protocol and the community. So therefore it makes sense for them to join in. And I think that is something that these grant proposals do provide. Um, and they also provide a way for people to get funding who don't have access to these VCs. So you may not have ever had, ever have had the opportunity to even speak to a VC until you get this grant from the protocol. So it kind of goes both ways, right? It lends credibility to the product and the project, project, but at the same time, <clears throat> it also allows you to even get access to these VCs, which you probably wouldn't have before. So it, it, it's beneficial to the protocol and to the project owners. Yeah, and what's really important to know as well, the article did a great job of talking about the early days of the internet, and it took 30 years of of this government research, government-funded research, to really allow the, the researchers and developers time to ponder the really hard questions that surround, how is this going to be created? And so he kind of draws parallels to that here by saying, some of the things that the grant recipients are building are not necessarily monetizable or would make sense being their own company on their own, but they're building cool features or something that is very valuable for the protocol to have. And by doing a grant like this, it might not be something that an entire company could start off of, but they're, they're honing up the, the developer community and they're helping cultivate that element of come build here there's cool problems to solve so i think this i just really love this this article i i couldn't i can't recommend it enough and to your point about getting in touch with vcs that's that's another part of the the grant process is filling out the template and filling out a proposal to show the community that you've actually spent enough time working on your pitch. And so it allows founders to kind of cook their idea in the oven a little longer and get this thing fully baked before they go out in front of VCs to try to raise money around it. And it, it really does cultivate a lot of unique, unique things for it. So. Yeah. And it we, just allows, allows, allows these like project builders and developers to like you were mentioning, actually take their time and solve the problem ideally the correct way, because they're not worried about the funding. Uh, like you'd mentioned earlier, a, a lot of the risk is like leaving that comfortability of your job. That's maybe salaried or that you're comfortable and you know that you're going to have this recurring income. <clears throat> uh, so if you're going to do that to work on a project and you're not funded by a grant, then it's going to be really, there's a lot more pressure on you to get something done and a product out there to start generating you income again. So these grants just allow them to kind of put that off to the side and really focus on the product because it's funded and making sure that's the best product that they can put out there before they go, you know, in front of the VCs to really try to sell the idea. And that was what happened with Alter. So, I mean, we we did a lot of work with Alter. I, I was helping the company um, fundraise with VCs and the, the real differentiator with them was having the grant was a blue check mark of a verification, but they were able to get a functioning product put together that was already accru acquiring users that who were paying for it. 
early on before we had the chats launched and everything. So by showing product market fit that early, it makes the fundraise process a lot smoother. And so just wanted to highlight, we know how to get people in touch with these grant programs. We can help cook up the idea with tokenomics, build out the financial planning forecasts and get in touch with the right people at these, you know, the, the decision makers at these grant programs. So if people are thinking about that, please just feel free to reach out. Um, and with that, I think if we kind of pivot over to the Starshell interview that we did recently, and we just introduced, um, introduced this in the newsletter that this team had won a, a, another recipient of the secret labs grant program and is building something super, super cool. So, I'll let you kind of lead this one because I know you were really excited to talk to them. So we got to meet with Blake, who's <clears throat> leading Starshell. Um, as as far as I know, he is the only person uh, on the team for now, and so he's building out a a wallet that will be used primarily for the secret community. So one thing we've faced, I think, in the secret community, and, and I say we because I'm I'm pretty involved in the secret network community myself. Uh, I just think privacy is extremely important. So I've placed some of my bets there. But one, one of the things that we find very difficult is finding a wallet that is compatible with the unique things that secret does. So because secret is a privacy-based chain, they have a different token standard than you would typically see uh, uh, Cosmos chain. MIP20 standard. Um, and so what we've noticed is some of these other wallets like Kepler don't really provide a lot of support for the SNP20 standard and really just provide the, the bare minimum amount of um, basically quality to your user experience. So what Starshell is trying to do is streamline that user experience so that when you're using a wallet for Secret, for Cosmos, for really any chain, whether that's outside of the Cosmos ecosystem too, as well, like um, Solana or Ethereum, that it's a, a smooth user experience, um, a smooth user interface, and allows you to kind of do everything in one spot. And so we got to talk to the the creator of that wallet, and he kind of walked us through some of the features. And it it, it seems like it's going to be a, a big improvement on what's already out there. And so that's what mainly got me excited. It was just seeing someone build something that's desperately needed in the space and really taking their time to make sure that it's a quality product that's going to do what the community wants. So it was really cool talking to Blake and he had a ton of good information to share. Yeah, I, I really was excited to talk to him too, because the the UI of their, their test, because he put out an MVP too. It was a really, really basic test to, to test some of the UI features and it looks super sharp. And he's a, a brilliant guy who did, did some really cool things. <laughs> His background is, is really, really quite fascinating. Yeah, and, he worked at the Jet Propulsion Lab, right? Yeah, former NASA guy. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and I mean, those features that he's building in the wallet are are sorely needed. And the way he's trying to plan out his vision around going after other chains outside of Cosmos into maybe Solana, I mean, the community, his his Discord poll around what coins should we add down the road, I was surprised at first to see Solana so highly voted on because it's a predominantly Cosmos-based community, but it makes sense because if you can onboard users from these other chains, 
like you start to introduce them to secret and then you also give them this crazy great ux instead of the kepler version where it's a little bit hard to get into um mm -hmm. it could be really good for the entire secret ecosystem and so this is an awesome example of a, a grants recipient who is building something desperately needed that has all of these flywheel effects benefiting the protocol the secret right. protocol, potentially so i just felt like tying these two things together it's just really awesome to see firsthand these trends in the the market you know we work with these founders we interview them and then we are advising them as well on developing their tokenomics and their business plans. And that allows them to really focus on what they're good at, which is building awesome products. Right. And then also allows us to kind of focus on what we're good at, which is the, the planning and all the kind of operational things that come with um, trying to launch a product or trying to go raise money uh, in a VC world. So it, it's, it's a really good symbiotic relationship where, where I think both the builders and ourselves can can benefit from it. And we want to see this ecosystem grow. We want to see Web3 grow because we are true believers in it. And that's why we've kind of taken it upon ourselves to to help advise some of these companies or products that don't have necessarily uh, the the background in either finance or in a you know situation where you're trying to raise money. So it's a really yeah. cool opportunity for us, but also for, I think, the protocols. That's our background. I mean, venture capital, traditional finance backgrounds, and we've been doing crypto investing for almost five years now. So really combining all of that to, to help the community and grow these protocols, it's it's been a lot of fun. But we have a little bit of availability as well. So if anyone listening has has ideas, please feel free to reach out and we can have a conversation around what what we could do together. So always looking to, to partner up. But hey, this has been a great talk. I know we're, we're running up on time here. We have a crazy Monday ahead. So Thanks for listening, and we will be back tomorrow and the rest of the week for more Daybreak Crypto.